Hey, and welcome to Vibing with Vi, with your host, Violet Mitzi. Now let's vibe. Hi, Vibers. Today we're joined with two very special guests of mine. One was born in Newmarket and grew up in Barrie. She's a life coach and an RMT, loves relaxing and adventuring with her family and friends. And give a warm welcome to my other guest who was born in Toronto, grew up in Barrie, has been in the social sector for eight years, and is an inspiring psychotherapist. Please give a warm welcome to Melissa Matson and Alex Rogers. Welcome, ladies. How are you both doing? Good, good. Yes, very good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. I mean, it was only due time that it happened because I've only been asking to get both of you together forever, which is impossible because we all have crazy schedules, but I'm glad that we could finally make some time. Melissa, do you want to give everybody just a little bit of a background on what you're currently working on, what you're trying to accomplish with this year's goals? And then Alex, I'd like the same from you. Um, For sure. I am, I'm obviously I'm Melissa Matson. I am currently working part-time as an RMT and I am a a fledgling boundaries and empowerment coach. So I'm working kind of within the personal development theme and I'm working with people, particularly empaths to help them rebuild like their inner foundation so that they can start setting and holding boundaries in their life and become the person that they've always been aspiring to be. I know myself, that's really what held me back. I had a lot of problems in my life, not setting boundaries. I'm a recovered, recovering people pleaser. Um, And once I finally got through all my, you know, trials by fire and all that shit, I realized that I really wasn't alone in the experiences that I went through. And it took a long time to get to where I was. And I realized that even in massage, people were coming to me with the same problems that I had already kind of been through myself and, and, you know, quote unquote defeated. And so I realized that I could bring this out and it could be something I could help people do and help them get through these problems and hopefully live their lives in a way that makes them happy instead of just being overwhelmed and burnt out all of the time. So that is what I'm doing. That is the business that I am in. I am working for myself. Obviously I'm self-employed as a coach. Uh, And honestly, I've been fucking loving it so far. It's been a pretty sweet gig. I get to help people a lot and I love working for myself, which is what I did as a massage therapist anyways. So Yeah, you've been a solo business owner for a while now. So you're just like rolling with the punches, just a different field now, right? Yeah, exactly. Same, same idea, different field. And honestly, it's really not even that different. I realize problems anyways, but as a massage therapist, you are actually like fully not allowed to like coach people in their lives or act in a therapeutic role in any way. You are only a massage therapist. So it was almost like a natural next step for me to kind of move into this business now because I realized that I wanted to be able to help people in a way that wasn't just like physical or physiological. Right. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And then what about you, Alex? Can you tell us what you're doing these days? Very similar endeavor, just mine's perhaps a little bit more traditional in nature. So I am an aspiring psychotherapist. I am currently doing a master's in counseling psychology. Goals very similar to, um, you know, to kind of work through my own mental health and be able to help others and eventually hopefully run my own business or build my own clinic. So almost there. (laughs) (laughs) A little, a little bit of time has been put into this. You've done a lot of schooling. How, How much schooling has it been collectively now? 
Well, when I started, I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do. So I started by going to school to be a registered early childhood educator because I wanted to work with children. After I did that for a while, it was very fulfilling, but not quite challenging enough mentally. So then I did an undergrad in psychology, a bachelor of arts, and now I'm doing a master's. So collectively two, four, eight and a half years by the time I'm done. Wow. Has it actually been that long? I was thinking like six. Yeah. I didn't think eight. Wow. Well, it's, yeah, it's been broken up, so it's not so bad. So, I mean, who knows, maybe at some point I'll decide to do a doctorate, but I think I'll take a little bit of a break and and work in the field first. So that's the plan. We'll see. (laughs) Imagine Melissa that Alex ends up being like a teacher of some sort because she spent half of her life in school anyways. I can see it. Yeah, that's going to be hard now for no, me. I was gonna say, uh-uh, I just watched her start with a team. I cannot see her team. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. That's so funny. I love that. Well, I appreciate you both giving us a little bit of a background into what you're currently working on. I love to start every episode with talking about how I meet my guests. And we've all known each other for... 10, it has been more than 10 years now. We met in been more than 10 because are we graduated more than 10 years ago? Yeah, we graduated 2010. So 2006, is that right? That would be we... something like that. It was what, 10th grade? I would no, say ninth grade. Oh, ninth grade for me and by, and I'm not sure, I think 10 or 11. I think it was 10, 10 or 11 for, for the three of us. Like I was the latecomer. Yes, mm-hmm. but I met you, Melissa, in grade nine as well at like a Thursday Night Lights, I'm pretty sure. Oh my God, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that you, I don't know who you were with. You were with somebody, but I definitely met you in grade nine because I remember you hang out with Travis and I thought Travis was really cool. So I would talk to Travis and then I met you that way. Alex, I think I also met you at a Thursday Night Lights because me being my social butterfly, I think you were like with Haley, I want to say. I think I met you through my cousin, actually. But uh... oh, yeah, you know what? You might have met me through Jess because I'm pretty sure me and Jess have like a bunch of classes together. I know we had cosmetology and I got kicked out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Oops. Awkward. Yeah. So we 2006. Wow. Has it really been that long? It's crazy to think that. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's crazy to think that we've known each other for that long. And and that I feel like we all kind of you and Melissa got closer into like grade what like 12 or grade 11. 11. Yeah, whenever it is we met. I think we just kind of vibed off the hop and then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely one of those things where you just you find your and you're like, "Yep." That's yeah. And it was Sorry, I say it's fortunate for me because you guys were also friends. So it was nice that I just got to smush you together. <laughs> I did that way on purpose. I mean, for all of us because I wouldn't have made other friends anyways. <laughs> I too introverted for that. So the fact that I found a two for a deal was. <laughs> I would have forced you to be friends with Alex anyways. <laughs> Let's be real. I would have been like, let's all be friends. I want my friends to all be friends. So you have to yeah. hang out. Yeah, that's a hard one. Like that. Yeah. An ideal yeah, one, but a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I used to do that a lot. We all know that. If you knew me in high school, I was like, I'm friends with you and I'm friends with you. So we should all be friends. And a lot of people are like, mm, 
No. And I'm like, yep, I'm going to put you in a room until you like each other. And I love that you just said used to, like you don't still do come to a party with all of your new friends. <laughs> this is true. I just want all of my friends to be friends. That's it's not a bad that. thing. I am not, I am not tearing you apart for it. It is a no. good quality. It's true, but I do do that a lot. I can't help that. It's just something that I've always enjoyed. I just want everybody to be friends and happy and peace and love. Maybe that's like the hippie version of myself that I'm like, everybody just has to love each other. I love it. But we will get into the topic, uh, which was both of yours topic by choice of social influence. So what do you feel like social influence, both of you, is in this day and age and how it affects all of us? Let's start with Alex. <laughs> um, I just, my initial thought when you said that is, what doesn't it influence? Um, like literally everything, like our perceptions, our goals, our, you know, our ambitions, our paths to life, our uh, friend choices, our relationship choices, like literally everything. I think a, a big component that like most people wouldn't argue on is that social media holds a lot of influence, especially over like our generation and following generations. Um, but also like the systemic uh, culture that we live in, like the way uh, our policies are implemented or developed and the uh, laws and regulations that we follow as a society there you know, they all influence us in one way or another, whether we accept them or reject them or, you know, are indifferent to them. I think it's a very subconscious thing that a lot of people don't draw attention to. And once you start digging into it and kind of giving it that attention to breathe or to shine, it, um, it really gives you this sense of like self-awareness to kind of say like, oh shit, you know, I never thought about how that influences me or like, do I really believe in this or is this something that's just been taught and I've accepted as a belief? So, yeah. Or is it just a trend that everybody else seems to believe in and I should believe in too? Well, exactly. And I very much notice it with, um, with older generations. So you ever have that moment where you say something and you're like, that wasn't me talking. I've had that before, um, specifically like my parents, like their kind of views and stuff. And it kind of makes me stop and be like, is that really how I feel? Or is this just something that's kind of been ingrained in me subconsciously? And it kind of takes a minute to kind of think like, what else is there? For me specifically being in school for so long, which like, you know, means to an end, but a little bit of a nightmare. Um, do I think maybe if I had a, a had someone have the conversation with me sooner about potentially not having to go to school or having to do secondary education to get to the same point of where I, where I wish to be? I probably wouldn't have done it that way, but it's almost ingrained in us that like, these are the steps that you follow. This is how you, you know, achieve your goals. So it's true. Yeah. Actually, when you kind of said all of that, Alex, you just made me like, think about the fact that like, we grow up with this thought that like, we have to do everything in a sequence. Like even the mm -hmm. fact that like growing up, you're like, you go to school and then you graduate high school and then you go into post-secondary. And then when you're finished post-secondary, you go into that field. And then when you go into that field, you're supposed to meet your person and then get married and have kids and have this white picket fence and this house and all of these things that like growing up, I feel like we're so embedded in my brain and probably so many other people's brains that 
when you start getting to certain ages and you're realizing that you're not meeting those, those goals per se, you almost feel like you're failing, but yet those aren't maybe goals that you specifically set for yourself. It's like the world kind of projects that on you, that that's the only way that you have to be successful. I know myself personally, I've struggled with that because, you know, after high school, I was like, I don't even know what I want to do. Like I took a gap year where I just didn't go in post-secondary because I had no idea what I wanted to do as a career. And then I went in, figured that out. And then all of a sudden it's like this rush of, oh my God, I need to find somebody. I need to settle down. I need to do all these other steps. And like, I'm sitting here as a 30 year old, like I don't have a fucking ring on my finger yet. I mean, I'm in a relationship. Yeah, whatever. I'm happy about that. But like, I don't, I'm not engaged. I'm not married. I don't have a house. Like it is what it is. But like, I, it's gone. It's taken me to this point in my life to realize that like, I don't need those things at a specific time anymore. Whereas like, I feel like I grew up feeling like that. Oh, a hundred percent. Melissa, the what crazy are your views? Oh man. Like the crazy thing to me about that whole thing, like, especially the whole, like you go to high school and then you graduate and you go to college and you're supposed to pick the career that you then work in for the next 50 years till you die and somewhere in there get married. Like it's just bananas to me. Like what? in high school you have to ask to go to the bathroom like you can't leave you have no control mm-hmm. and then they're like hey cool just pick what you want to do for the rest of your life and and do it, it forever yeah <laughs> yeah like no pressure it's fine and then like it, you just I've seen so many people struggle because like like I, I was lucky enough that I didn't but like I know so many people who got out of high school jumped right into a college degree for or a university degree for whatever like um nur- nursing was a huge one things like that finished it or did a couple of years of it and realized it's not even what they wanted to do. It just was something that they picked at the time. Yeah. But school is expensive. So now these people have like massive amounts of student debt for a job that they don't even want to do anymore, or maybe didn't even finish the degree for. Um, I didn't go, I mean, I felt all of that pressure, but I guess I followed like a little bit of a non-traditional path. I did go to college obviously, but I didn't go, I didn't go back to college till I was, I think 20, to like early 20s 22 23 um and I for that same reason like I when we were done with high school I kind of got some jobs I figured out what I wanted to do like I had no idea I was still kind of finding myself and uh it took a lot of trial and error just to figure out who I was and it's funny like you were saying now at at 30 I look at 20 year olds and this is no offense to me I don't mean this rudely but like they're babies to me like they look like little and I didn't feel that way at 20 I thought I was like I had it all together. I was doing all these big yeah. things. I look at 20 now and I'm like, oh my God, like they, I knew nothing. I was a tiny little baby. And so to think that at that time, like that I thought there was all that pressure. I remember growing up in like elementary school age. And I used to think that I would tell everybody I wanted two kids, a boy and a girl. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have both my kids, like start having kids between like 22 and 24. I had this whole plan. That's um, nuts and- to hear you say that because that's the first oh. time I've ever heard you say that you want kids. So that's yeah. crazy to think back then. That's what your mindset was, but go on. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's true though. Like, because I did a complete 180 because I looked at it and that's my mom's life. My mom had kids younger. Mm-hmm. Well, like 24 wasn't young then, but like my mom had kids younger. My mom did all that stuff. She went to college, she did her thing. And like, 
as a kid, I just wanted to be my mom. Cause like, my mom's my best friend. She's still my best friend. But like, it took me till probably my mid twenties. Like I, I thought that I would, I was still on the fence about kids until I was probably mid twenties. And I did the opposite of what most or quote unquote, most people do where I, the older I got, the more I was like, I don't want kids. Like they don't fit with the lifestyle that I like. They don't fit with what I enjoy doing. I don't want to work my life around them. And as I get older and older, I'm realizing more and more that the the things that I thought I liked and believed were exactly like Alex said, they were things that like, I literally just picked up from my parents and didn't question. Um, And I've, I've gone like a complete different route now. Like, yeah, I have, I got my college degree, of course. Like I, I certified practicing within the college of massage therapist, but I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always worked for myself. I decided I don't want kids. I didn't really want to get married. That's changed now with my partner and where we're at. But like for the longest time, I even marriage, I was like, why not just be with somebody? Like I even thought marriage was silly because I almost reeled so far back from when I realized they weren't ideas that were mine. I almost did the exact opposite and reeled so far back from them. And now I'm coming back into myself and being like, oh, maybe I do want you know, pieces of this or pieces of that. Um, but I'm, I'm becoming a lot more secure in finding my own things now. Um, kind of like Alex said, like once you've been shown the things that aren't, that aren't your opinion that you didn't realize weren't your opinion. And then you're like, oh shit, like, I guess I have to dig through this whole trunk of internal nonsense to find mm-hmm. out what parts are me and what parts aren't. So well, the irony is you'll, sorry, oh, no, go ahead, Alex. Irony is you'll forever do that. That's a never ending, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. What's something that you guys think that whether it was your parents, family, or, you know, uh, just the world in general versus like TV movies, um, anything, the news that made you believe something that had to be done a certain way. And you no longer feel like that. Like, for example, for me, something growing up, I always thought that like the most important thing when it came to like came to jobs was finding a job and regardless of if you're fucking miserable or not staying in it because staying in a job for longevity is more important than like your mental health or whatever because it's more important to stay at a job and slowly work up that corporate ladder make more money over time build a pension versus like now like like I, I've job hop. And I mean, it's not something like that I'm boasting and I'm proud of, but like, I've also done that because I've realized my worth throughout the jobs that I've been at and what I'm willing to put up with versus what society thinks that should be done. And also my parents, and, and that's nothing bad against them. They've always just said, stay in one job for security purposes. But I'm also like, I'm not going to work at a job for fucking 30 years of my life and be miserable. And I feel like my parents' generation, which is around the same age as both of yours, that was kind of the norm. Like you go into a job and you stay at it, even if it's like, meh, but the pay is like, okay, because of the security factor versus our generation. I'm not too sure, but the generations, um, after us, but I feel like our generation is more willing to go, to other jobs because they're not willing to put up with bullshit. Hey Vibers, Alex, Melissa, and I talked way too much this episode, so I had to break it up into two parts. So check out part two in two weeks. Bye. Well, that concludes today's episode. Bye Vibers.